0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: It's an opinion and we've all got them. And today in our bricky brainstorm, should Travis Boak be offered a new contract in 2024? That is the question we are asking because it's the question everyone's asking at the moment. Uh, exit interviews are going on down at Alberton. Um, Tom Jonas had, sorry, Tom Jonas, Travis Boak had his yesterday uh, and was a little bit more buoyant, I must say, yesterday than what he was straight after the game or the day after the game. I think the sort of body language and the demeanour, most people thought that he'd played his last game. It looked like, like it, and lots of,
0: lots of people were going up to him as well. Phil Davis from the Giants and S- uh, Stephen Canelio was doing that. It, it felt like um, he was looking quite reflective as that was potentially the last time he mm. would have played on Adelaide Oval as a Port Adelaide player. So let's have a Natravi yesterday. How'd you that? Go, Sounds no, good. Uh, really good chat. Um, but still yeah still working through a few things, a few details and um, but it was a really positive chat.
1: Offer on the, on the table, okay.
0: uh, still working through a lot of that stuff, so um, yeah, I'll speak with my manager and yeah, we'll sort of go from there but it was, it was a positive chat. Is there any timeline you're gonna to work towards? Uh, no, this is like a, obviously a big decision so um, yeah we'll take as long as we need to and go. So what do you make of it, Bix? This is on our uh, X or Twitter today at sixteen twenty nine. Sensa. Um, Trav obviously wants to stay at Port Adelaide. Yep. And the club haven't made that decision if they're going to make room for him to be part that, of that.
1: that. That's exactly what it is. So Travis said he's got plenty in the body. still got the fire in the belly. wants to be there. Um, intimated that that if it's not Port Adelaide, he won't play. Like that's. I, I really. I sort of like that. I remember in my era, Doug Hawkins, who was the most legendary Footscray player of all time, finished his last year uh, at Fitzroy, um, and it just didn't look right, didn't feel right. Mick Martin, the same at at, uh, North Melbourne champion, ended up at Carlton for one year. You know, just it is what it is. But just there's a romance about being a one club player, and and I like that Travis thinks along a similar way. But, but what it probably says to me is that Port Adelaide haven't finalised their list. They're not quite sure how many players they're going to be getting in, um, whether other players are going to be exiting, how many players they want to take in the draft, what sort of picks they might end up with, if any, because of the the trading and the fact they've they've got some players to, to be able to bring to the club. So I don't think all of that's finalised because you've got to negotiate for Ruddy Galea and Zirk Thatcher and all these other players. So... They might not be quite sure whether that's going to be a player or a pick or a future pick. So because the list hasn't been absolutely sort of bedded down, they don't know whether there's going to be a spot there or not. So what it, what it is effectively saying is he's going to be the last spot on the list if he's going to be on the list.
0: Yeah, and I don't know how I feel about that from a Port Adelaide point of view. I know the supporters would like that kind of fairy tale ending. I reckon Trav probably wanted that fairy tale ending, Shane Crawford style, this year in twenty twenty three. Name me one
1: player that wouldn't.
0: Yeah, exactly. But that that would have made a decision a little bit easier. But uh, as we said yesterday, I've never seen someone that's better prepared and when it comes to their body and their mind to play football. Mm, um, I'm, a, I'm agreeing. That's why there's so many comparisons to him and Scott Pendlebury, and you can see their longevity in the competition. It would be strange to see him wearing um, a different guernsey, but again, he needs to make the decision for yeah. what's best for Travis. While the club needs to make the decision of what's best for them, but he he made that decision even more challenging on Saturday night because he was one of, if not Port Adelaide's best player.
1: <laughs> well, uh, and it's a this is where the differing positions is makes it easier or harder because Trav's really a running machine and um, you know ends up playing on or. I think he plays his best footy in the midfield. But mm. same Port Adelaide have to understand that part of their development is getting new people into the middle and younger people and reinvigorating it. So they've got a they've got a duty of to their supporters that they've got to keep developing young players and keep mm. making the list better. And do you do that by having someone who's I think probably going to be thirty-five next year, sort of playing in one of those roles. And so you've got these competing forces, and it's beautiful when it merges together. Like Scott Pendlebury, Pendlebury's been able to move out of the midfield. He's a different style of player, yeah, a bit more creative, bit, you know, a b- bit better ball use, and and sees the game, you know, spatially better than you know just about everyone that's ever played. So that makes it easier for him. Other players, you know, if they're taller players, can go forward or they can. Playing different roles, very difficult for Trav. Like he, that high half forward role that is a really tough role if he plays that. We've seen they want to sort of they've got plenty of players who can play on the wing as well. So yeah, I'm just not sure where this lands.
0: What do you think? You can let us know on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, or the text line zero four two seven one five four one double six.